Hello guys, welcome to Kingdom Talks. This is your brother Brahim Mansakalan. I'm here today with a special guest. Her name is Paula. She is an author and we are going to hear from her. Before we engage in talking about your book, can you briefly tell the audience who you are? Thank you, Brahim. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Um, my name is Paula, um, and I am a social worker by profession. I am a mother of two boys, um, and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I like to ask people to share their experience, how they came to accept Jesus as their personal savior. I I have a long story around that, but I had had when I was little. Basically, we were we were refugees in in Uganda. So my parents were refugees. So they they're from Rwanda, but we were refugees in Uganda. I was born in a refugee camp, um, and during the time of of my life in a refugee camp, we had missionaries coming over, evangelists, preachers, all kinds of preachers would come to our refugee camp to preach, and they would talk about Jesus. They would invite people to come and, and receive Jesus. And so I remember as young as I was um, going, every time they would do an altar call, I would be going there. But um, I received the, my Jesus as my personal Savior at that time, but honestly, I didn't understand the whole um, depth of the of, of receiving Jesus. But one thing I can tell you is there was a seed planted in me. Mm, interesting. Even though I didn't understand the whole, uh, the point of it, but I know that there was a seed that was planted in me. And so while I, I lived in a refugee camp and then somehow after elementary school, I was, I was, I went to a high school in Kampala in the city in Uganda. And, but in the entire time I would gravitate towards praying to that same Jesus I had received, even though I didn't understand that, the, the power that he carried. Um, but I always would pray every time I have a problem, every time there is something going on in my life, I would always remember, like, let me ask, let me pray to Jesus. And so, but th that was it. And then after the war was over in Rwanda, we went back to, to Rwanda. Um, a friend of mine uh, asked me, is it okay if we go to church together? And I said, um, why not? So we went there, and um, there was this woman from somewhere, I think from Europe, from uh, one of the countries in Europe. She was powerful. Yeah. She preached. And all I remember was getting up. I was sobbing, like crying, like nonstop from the time she started preaching to the time of, of her auto call. And when she made an auto call, I went. This time I understood the power, I understood what it meant to have Jesus in my life because even when she preached, what she was preaching about was um, about the Father in heaven, the Father who never dies, the Father who, who is not to be compared to our earthly fathers. Mind you, um, maybe we'll talk about it, but I write that, that in my book, but I had lost my mother, I had lost my father, and so... This was, I think, my sobbing moment. But then when I, when I heard her speak about that, it stood out to me. Like, there's a father who never dies. And so I got up to see Jesus. And that is how I, I really got into 
um, the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of walking with him. The whole journey yes. from being ministered to at an early age and then not knowing why you believe in what you believe in mm-hmm. to another opportunity where you actually, you didn't just have blind faith, but faith with knowledge of who Jesus is and it makes sense to you. Interesting. So the other question I want to ask you is that if there's anything that God has done for you that everywhere you go, you want to tell people about it. That one particular, sometimes people call it a miracle, an encounter, an experience that you cannot shut up. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you want to let people know that, hey, I had this one significant encounter in my life and it changed my life forever. Good. Wow. That's, it would be very difficult for me to sum it all up, but basically my life itself, the, the fact of my, of the fact that I'm alive, that is, I can call it an encounter, I could call it a miracle, I could call it a lot of things, but the fact that I'm here, Brahim, that I'm sitting here, um, is, is God holding, having a, a hard grip on me, on my life. But maybe to be specific is, um, I lost my mom. My, I was very close to my mother, very close, and I'm, I'm one of the, I'm the last born. And so I was very, very, very close to her. I was very dear to her, and she was dear to me. We had this bond like nobody would break. But eventually, my mother died, and I, I was zero. I was zero, and part of me went with her, mm. basically. And, and I'm a mother myself, but... Even now, I'm, I'm, I learned to, to cope with that because I, I couldn't get over the fact that I lost her. But when, when, I, when I, got to a, I got to a point where if I don't deal with the loss of my mother, if I don't put a stop to the grieving, it's going to become something else that I yeah. don't want. And so I got married. In the process, I have a long... It's all in the book. It's but in it's the a, book. Yeah, but... I came, eventually, I, we went to Rwanda, I eventually left Rwanda, and I came to Canada, um, and then I got, did high school, got married in the process of that, um, and then somehow I became a mother, I got married, after getting married, I got, had two kids, but then I realized that now I'm a mother, so the fact that I'm a mother, I have to deal with the loss of my, my own, mm. and... I remember praying and saying, God, if you don't take this away, I don't know if I'm going to manage this life without just, if I, if I continue to be bitter and angry and I don't think I'll ever raise my children the way I want to raise them or even the way my mom raised me because she loved me with that grace and digging. This woman was powerful. And then, and so I remember like, just sitting, I was, I, I used to go, there was a park behind our apartment. Um, I used to go there and, and I just shout, just cry, shout. I'm like, God, where are you? Like, why is it that I can't get over the loss of a woman that I lost a long time ago? And, and, and mm. I, I, there was a sense of solace, a sense of peace. And I felt the grace. I felt the, the, the embrace of the Lord somehow in, in, in that moment. And I realized this is grace. I realized this is how else could I get over the anger and the bitterness that have been occurring for so long if it wasn't for, for the grace of God, if it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And so 
that was it for me. And I feel like I'm relieved from this and, and I can go on. So that is one of the things that I can't shut up about. I tell people there is God's grace is, is, is real. You just have to realize, you just have to ask for it. You just pray and like, God, I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your grace in whatever you do. It's like God always fills in the gaps that are missed in our lives. Yes. The gaps that are empty, that are full of sorrow, mm -hmm. that lonely gap. God always comes in to fill those gaps, to close them. And it feels like you mentioned with his grace, mm -hmm. with his love that I'm here. That is why the Bible says, even your mother or your father forsake you, but I will never forsake you. Heartly relationships are not permanent. The only relationship that is permanent, even when you die, you're still going to have that relationship with, is with God. You know, you might say husband and wife is the closest permanent relationship on earth because the Bible it says that do apart, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end, it's going to come to an end. So we have to be emotionally, mentally be prepared of losing somebody so close to us. And how are we going to cope with losing someone so attached to us, right? Mm -hmm. But there comes in God because it's like I look at the cross when, when Jesus felt like he was abandoned by his father, you know? And just for that period, because he carried our sins, and God does not be all sin, right? So he had to turn his face, you know, on Jesus. Can you imagine the, the, the pain that he felt that, oh, I'm being abandoned by my Heavenly Father, someone that I've been with since creation.